Welcome back to another episode of InPod, your weekly home for all things inflow. I'm Nick Sweeney, I'm your host, and this week, I'm going to channel my inner Julie Andrews for you and talk about my favorite things. No, I'm not going to sing to you. I'm going to talk about my favorite things that have to do with SolidWorks PDM, you know, that software that I talk about all the time. Now, I was not inspired by the sound of music. I was actually inspired by my favorite sports blogging site. And they talk about my favorite team. And they do a weekly segment for the last couple of months called My Favorite Things. And what they're doing is talking about some big moments in the history of, of my team. Talking about maybe some underrated moments. Some big moments that, you know, at the time we didn't know were big moments. Or just talking about some, some really fun things like beatdowns of our rival or something like that. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go through some of my favorite features of PDM, some features that maybe get overlooked in PDM, some features that don't get necessarily the attention they deserve. I'm going to go through four things that I've actually been talking about on the Inflow blog recently and talk about delete versus destroy. I'm going to talk about branch and merge. I'll talk about copy tree versus move tree. And I'm going to talk about versions and revisions. On top of that, I'm not just going to talk about what these features are. I'm also going to try to give you a use case for each of these so that after listening to this podcast, you'll be able to go back and say, hey, uh, here's what I need to do, which tool best fits. Oh, yeah, I remember Nick told me that I need to use branch when I'm trying to do this. So I'm going to go ahead and do branch and merge to get exactly what I need. That's what I want to do. And I want to talk about these features in depth and really explain it. So with that, let's get started with delete versus destroy. And this is naturally a very important thing to understand. It sounds so sinister. We're going to destroy the files. It's not nearly that sinister, though. So let's start off talking first about deleting files. And what does that mean? When you delete a file from PDM, it's the same thing as if you go onto your desktop right now. You select the file and you hit the delete key on your keyboard. It'll send it to the recycle bin. Now, if you are in Solders PDM and you hit delete, it will send it to the recycle bin as well. However, if you go to your local recycle bin from your desktop, you're not going to find it. And that's because in PDM, when you delete a file, it actually sends it to the parent folder recycle bin. So if you need to get your file back, if you accidentally deleted it, or if you deleted it on purpose and you were told, hey, uh, we need that file back, you can go to your parent folder, right-click, go to the properties, and go to the recycle bin, and then you have the ability to restore that file back to where it came from. That way you don't make that mistake. However, if maybe you deleted a file, but you need to make sure there are no traces of it, maybe you're working on a confidential project and the agreement was that once you deliver the final product, you will destroy it and you will get rid of all traces of it. What you'll do is you'll go into that folder, you'll go into that recycle bin and you'll see a second option called destroy. Now, only some people are going to have the ability to destroy files. So it's not like every single engineer or every salesperson can go in and right-click and destroy a file. Obviously, we don't want that happening. So you do have to have permissions to destroy a file. But you go in, you right-click, you destroy. You can also do it by clicking on a file and holding down Shift when you hit Delete. Same thing as you can on your desktop or on My Documents. It actually works the exact same way. That will destroy your file. And when you destroy a file, it's removing it from the database. It's removing it from the archive. When you just delete a file, all it does, it basically gets rid of what you can see right there. It's not going to be completely gone uh, unless like the cleaner service or something picks it up and gets rid of it. But when you destroy a file, it's gone. So you can recover files that you've deleted. You can't really recover files you've destroyed unless you have backups, unless you have 
archives to go back and get if you've got snapshots of like virtual machines if you keep your vault virtual that's really the only way you're going to get back a file if you've destroyed it you're not going to be able to just go into a folder and recover it it's not really much of an option for you so be very careful when you're looking at do i need to delete a file do i need to destroy a file make sure you know what you're doing and and hopefully you understand now that deleting a file it's not the end of the world destroying it shouldn't be the end of the world but it's it's a lot more problematic if you have to get that file back so let's talk about a feature now that is far less sinister. And I think of all the features I'm going to talk about today, this is my favorite one because it's the coolest thing and it would have been the most helpful for me throughout my entire life. And that's branch and merge. So some background here. When I was in school, we would go to the computer lab and we would be working on our files. We'd be working on whatever paper our teachers assigned for us. So we'd be working on our stuff. We'd type it all in. And if we had to make a change to it, we would go back and... Oftentimes, I would add like a dash one, dash two, dash three. And that's like a version revision thing in PDM. But what if I was trying multiple ideas? What if I started writing and then suddenly I decided, ooh, let's take this viewpoint and I'll write from that viewpoint as well. Well, if I wanted to try that, I'd have to make multiple copies. And by the end of it, I would just, I'd have so many that it was impossible to keep track of. Well, what branch and merge is going to do, specifically branch, branch is going to let me do things like prototyping. So the example that I gave on the Inflow blog is I'm working with a sprocket. And that sprocket is, at the moment, very, very over-engineered. It, it's a solid plate. Uh, there's no cuts out of it. It's not lightweight. It, it has too much material there. So we need to get a little bit lighter, make it cheaper uh, from a material standpoint. So we take that model, and I'm going to try three different things. First, I'm going to try it as, a, as the full sprocket, as is. I'm going to run simulation. I'm going to run tests on it, make sure that it's structurally sound. Then I'm going to try two other designs, a hole design and a slot design. And I'm going to pick my favorite one based off of whatever reports I run. One side of PDM, if you don't use branch and merge, the only way you're going to pull that off is by making multiple copies, whether that be you have three different versions of your file, or whether that be you physically create three versions of it or three different files and you start working on it. Now, those both have drawbacks because if you went with just having versions and you had version 6, version 7, version 8, and then your favorite one became version 9, well, now 6, 7, and 8, two of those are going to be completely obsolete. So then the comment on there is just going to be obsolete, do not use. Nobody wants to see that. That's not really helpful to anybody. So what you're going to do then is you'd you'd have to pick your favorite. And if you're doing it the other way, where you have three separate files entirely, well, you're going to lose your history unless you then duplicate your work and do it a second time on the parent file, in which case now you're doing your work twice. And that doesn't make a lot of sense either. So what branch is going to do is it's going to let you take that parent model and create three branches off of it. And you run your tests on each individual branch as if they're their own files, because they are their own file. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take it and say, this is the one I want. This is the perfect one. So I choose the slots design whenever I'm working with that sprocket. I merge it back. So then that becomes version six. So let's say I was on version five at the beginning. I test everything. And then version six becomes the one that I choose. Those other branches get blown away. It's as if they never existed. But then I maintain my history. My, my folder structure stays very clean. I don't have multiple copies of files. And if I look at my history, it's very just intact. It's very sequential. I see I created branches. I tried things. I merged it back. It makes a lot of sense. So next, let's talk about making copies. So perhaps you don't use branch versus merge and you need to make a copy of a file, or maybe you need to move a file. Maybe you need to move an entire structure and all files that are 
related to that structure. Well, PDM has two tools that will help you with that called copy tree and move tree. You'll notice SolidWorks really likes its tree metaphors. We've got branch and copy tree and move tree and then the SolidWorks feature tree. Lots of trees, lots of branches with PDM. But back on track. Copy tree is a tool inside of PDM that will let you make a copy of your file and all related files to it. Essentially, what it's going to let you do is take your files and you can make a copy of whatever version you want. You can also choose to have the full file as well as include things like your drawings or your simulations or any associated files. And you can make a copy and move that to another folder. Now, this is really useful if maybe you've got a customer that orders a file that you work with a lot. So what you'll do is you'll make a copy of that entire folder set and then you'll, you'll go in, you'll rename it, you'll make whatever changes they need, but it gives you a, a really nice starting point for your files. So that's when you might use CopyTree. On top of that, CopyTree actually has some rename functions to it as well. So you can add a prefix, you can add a suffix uh, to your file names. You can also rename with a serial number. So if you have to use one in particular, you can go ahead and just assign that directly from the CopyTree tool, saving you a lot of time in the long run because you don't have to rename them one by one. Now, what if you don't need to just copy your files? What if you need an entirely different location for your files? Uh, maybe you need to move them along with everything associated. Well, that's when you're going to use MoveTree. And MoveTree and CopyTree are actually incredibly similar tools. If you open them up, you'll notice a difference of, I think, two radio buttons. It's all the difference there is. MoveTree essentially just doesn't let you choose, do you want to just bring over the latest version or not? You're going to bring over the whole file because it doesn't really make a lot of sense to throw away your history when you move it. Uh, you're also going to bring over your entire files instead of in a, in a compressed structure. Uh, if you want to bring over all of your files, why would you want them to be compressed anyway? Because that's assuming you're still going to work with them. So the reason you might use MoveTree is, of course, if, if you're restructuring your vault, if you're going to change how this is set up, uh, maybe a customer has changed their name and you need to move a, a folder and move everything over into their new customer name folder. That makes a lot of sense. Additionally, if you're combining multiple vaults together, you might want to move tree and, and restructure your vault, or if you're just changing your entire folder structure up. Move tree is going to let you move your files around. You're going to keep all of your references intact. That is the single biggest thing with copy tree and move tree. You're not going to lose any references, which as someone that worked on tech support for three years, broken references are the biggest headache in the world. And PDM helps you with that tremendously. But again, these two tools are extremely similar with what they do. They let you take all of your files and move them over to a new location without breaking anything. They also let you rename your files. So if something happens, if you change your serial numbers, if you change your naming structure, copy tree and move through tree are going to let you go ahead and just manage those file names and rename them as you need to do it. And finally, we have our versions and revisions inside of PDM. And I wanted to talk about this and there's not a blog post about it yet, but there will be coming soon. But this is something that gets muddled and confused every time I do a PDM discussion particularly discoveries. If you've never used PDM before, this is going to be a little bit foreign to you and you're going to say, well, what's the difference between the two? So what is a version? A version is whatever we create whenever we check a file into the vault. So every time a file gets checked in, a new version of a file is created. Now, whether that file has been approved or not, whether that's just the file that we checked in at 4.59 PM on a Friday because we're going home, and we don't want to have that file stuck on our local machine, regardless of what we're doing it for, whenever we check in a file, we're getting a new version. 
Now, every version does not become a revision because a revision is going to happen, at least in my use cases. It happens whenever we approve a file. That's when we increment the revision of it. So I might have 15 versions before I get to revision A because maybe I have a version. I, I submit version six to my manager and he goes through, looks at it and Ryan says, not good enough. I, I need you to make this change to it. So I go back and I keep working on it. And now I check it back in and I send it into him. Now that's version seven and he's working on the approval and he still says, no, I have to make another change. So then finally, I make a lot of changes. I'm up to version 11 and I submit it to Ryan and he says, I like it, that looks good. And he approves it. Well, now version 11 becomes revision A. Now I can go back and look at any one of those versions that I want, but only 11 is revision A. Only version 11 and revision A are released in, in that stage when I would be using that for a customer model. You know, I don't want to submit a model that's not been approved because that means that it hasn't gone through the proper process. It hasn't been tested. It hasn't been looked over by other people. So yeah, you create a new version every time you check in a file, but you only create a new revision when we're going to be, in my situation, approving a file or whenever we choose to actually increment that revision number. It may be at a different point in time. It may not only be when you approve a file. So how can you really know the difference between these two? How can you visually see that difference? Because that's an important thing is understanding this is what the file is. This is what it's doing. This is where it was. Well, if you go into your history, you'll notice of all of the columns, there is one specifically called out for the version. And in my situation, if I'm on version 11, it's not going to say revision A. Instead, over in the event column, I'll see it was set to be revision A. So then I can click on that row. I can get that revision A version 11 at the same time. They do go together. They're interconnected. If I open up version 11, that is revision A. If I open up revision A, that is version 11. So then I got my comments. I have all that other stuff to do with the history. That really helps me understand exactly what's going on. So one of the dominating questions that I get whenever we talk about versions versus revisions is people always want to know, is there a limit? And I, I get that question with everything. Everything in PDM is, what is the limit of this? What is the limit of this? How much of this can I do? Versions are probably chief among them as far as the concern goes. Because it's, well, every time I add a file back to the vault and submit it for approval, it's a new version. Sure. The only thing that's going to limit you as far as how many versions you can have is how much disk space you have. So if you've got enough space on your hard drive, then you're going to be able to have as many versions as you want. Now, if you have hundreds and hundreds of versions, maybe you should look at your process because that's kind of abnormal in my opinion. Um, not saying it's impossible. You might have a file for 15 years and you make changes to it pretty often. Could be the case. But if you're creating new versions right and left, maybe you check in a bit much. But if you are worried, hey, we're creating a lot of versions. You know, we do have to have that many versions. We do have to have 615 versions of my file. What can I do to help me with that? Well, there's a feature inside of PDM called cold storage. And what cold storage is going to do is it basically lets you choose how many versions are kept active inside of PDM. Now, that doesn't mean that PDM is going to go through and delete those other versions. So with cold storage, you might say, keep only the last 10, the last 15, the last 20 versions active in my vault. All it does is it basically just makes them more manageable for the vault. So it compresses them, makes them a bit smaller, keeps them behind the scenes. So you're not going to go through and access those versions much, if at all, because if you do want to access them, you have to bring them out of cold storage. But cold storage is just a way of 
helping you manage your files and make sure that they stay a little bit smaller, making sure that only the versions that you need right now are available to you and active because you don't need a version that was made 12 years ago. You need the version that was made 12 days ago. So with that, I think that wraps us up for the week. We're gonna talk, we talked about delete versus destroy. So deleting a file is not the end of the world. You can recover that quickly. Destroying a file removes it completely from your database and from your archive. It's gone. You need to use backups to get that back. Branch and merge are fantastic tools, especially for prototyping. That is probably the best use case that I have for those two things is when you're trying different things and you want to just decide, you know, this version is the one that makes sense. This is what I'm going to go with. Once I'm making a bunch of different versions, instead of making a bunch of different copies, instead it's just, an, it's just version six from version five. Copy tree and move tree. That's how you're going to move your files or make copies of your files and maintain all of your references while also being able to rename your files. Uh, it, that's, a, that's a perfect scenario for it is, is restructuring your vault, moving things around folders, making copies for new customers. Again, the two tools are actually very similar to each other, the options that you have. So if you learn one, you're really set up well to understand the other as well. And finally, versions and revisions. One of the most misunderstood uh, Difficult to explain features of PDM. Versions are what happen whenever you check the file back into the vault. If you've made a change to it and you check it in, that's going to be a new version. When you approve it, in my situation at least, or whenever you send it through that process where it increments your revision inside of your workflow, that is when a revision gets set. You can have as many versions as you want per each revision. And if you start running into a situation where you have a lot of different versions and not all of them need to be active at the same time, you might want to run something like cold storage. That way you only keep X number of versions active at any point in time. So next week, we're going to have Derek Lawson on the podcast, and he's going to talk with me about DriveWorks, DriveWorks with Inflow, kind of what he's done with DriveWorks. And I think it's gonna be a really fun conversation. I'm very excited for it. I hope you guys are too. So tune in next week. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you all later. See ya.